Hello and welcome to the Glass Recording Podcast with Ian and Jem. Yeah, don't talk much Glass Recording this week, uh, but we are talking about uh, the theatre, uh, what it's like going to the theatre, uh, for how affordable the tickets are. I was well surprised by that. Uh, also, we're going to talk about this is the time of year for new music. Uh, so get your listening ears on and listen to new music. That's the way to go. Uh, also, uh, what we got up to last weekend, uh, the brilliant Rockaway Beach Festival, and uh, what I'm getting up to next weekend. Uh, and music from Idols, Duncan Beatty, Dreamwave, uh, Lessons, OK By, October Drift, and we're kicking the show off. Uh, this is a track by Eddie Mole, and it's called How Dark.
Right. Um, that's brand new single out by Eddie Mole called uh, How Dark. And uh, welcome to the Glass Recording uh, podcast. This is Easy One to Remember, Gem. Season two, episode two. two. Well, yes. yes. Yeah, I know. It's pretty good, isn't it? Um, and that's a, it's like, or it could be uh, episode 22. Oh, but we'll wait till we get 22. That's celebrating a year. I mean, yeah, that's a good thing about this year. Not many years you get that are three numbers the same. Yes. Two, yeah, 2022. So uh, it is quite spooky, but I love things like that. It, it, it kind of tickles my head a lot. And, uh, and hopefully it will be all good things nice for us. In yeah, we, we've got to celebrate the 2nd of February this year. Oh, yeah, that's it. We, we, let's do it in style. Yeah, we've let, got to. Yeah, let, all, all these sort of things that we're not connected with, like uh, St. Patrick's Day and stuff like that. No, but we can all go two, 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 two. You know, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? I, mean, I think well, I'm up for that. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to think something quick. Yeah, we, 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 we've only got about two two weeks to do that in. Oh, good. Well, you have a good weekend. I had a great weekend. You missed the two, by the way. Did you see I just th- threw in two weeks and you just went straight over you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really good weekend. I've, I've learned, learnt, went down to a village hall on the Quantocks to yeah. uh, do a workshop, which I generally think is my first ever non-work workshop uh, about NVC. And I've never heard of the expression NVC, non-violent communication. Oh, which was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, everyone could learn a bit from that, couldn't they? Really, we need um, a lot more of it. Yes, but but you see, it's all about talking about needs and how you're feeling. But if you need something and the other person's not wishing to help facilitate that need, can it then continue as a non-violent communication? That that was the question. I sincerely think it does. I think it's yeah. how you are, someone, isn't it? You know, like yeah, but it's not just face-to-face stuff. There's plenty of it on social media isn't there and, and and it's not doesn't always have to be direct violence it's quite implied isn't it as well times yeah and also this would actually make today's podcast completely redundant it's all about not actually saying anything <laughs> yeah well yeah well that wouldn't be any good would it not for a podcast well the listeners will be listening but we can't say anything because you have to support and, and encourage listening yeah. So it's kind of a, a bit of a difficult one for, for Glass Recording Podcast. Anyway, how about you? How, you went to a, a festival. Yeah, Rockaway Beach. That was brilliant. It was really, really, really good. So, yeah, it was really good. Uh, my phone's going off, so they'll have to wait. Yeah, it was a brilliant um, uh, weekend. Uh, really good. Loads and loads of great bands um, and nice setup two stages one upstairs one down downstairs uh bottom one was 1800 capacity top one's 3000 capacity uh though they never really fully ran to capacity the the venues uh the sound was great uh lots of great new acts there was like half hour between all the bands uh despite all the issues with covid uh, with the bands, uh, one or two pulling out, they're really good. They got in replacements really quickly, and in fact, one 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 of the acts was re- replaced with one of my favourite acts anyway. Um, so, you know, who was that? Uh, Crows. So, um, uh, yeah, they were really good. So, um, uh, you know, um, 
and uh, trying to think who else we, we just saw loads of loads of great acts there and you know it's a great place to see lots of uh, upcoming music you know lo- loads of great stuff i mean jarvis cocker was there playing his new album uh buscock stood in uh they were great fun um there was uh, a band called porridge radio who are a new up-and-coming band who are going to start making a lot of waves out there um yeah loads loads and loads of great music and uh it's great atmosphere every chalet we had our chalet we had food food was great uh apart from them running out of uh quite a lot of drinks by the sunday <laughs> where, where that could have been a, a bit better but well that's because you were there if you hadn't have been there they had plenty plenty to go around no 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 they didn't yeah i mean didn't have any real hell there to be fair i uh, could have done better with that i think but um that but, is shabby yeah but the um the atmosphere was great it wasn't you know it I know with East Butlins, the people people go uh, on the seventies, eighties weekends, and all stag nights, end nights. It wasn't anything like that. It was all on this one. It was all like music fans, so everyone out to discover sort of uh, new music. And oh, of course, like Steve Lamax there DJing, so he's there watching a lot of acts. Lonely Taurus went down really well. I was so pleased for him. Yeah, um, great stuff. And what was great, there was a nice big crowd there watching him but they were all listening to him because you could hear him laughing at the right moments when there was like things to laugh at in his lyrics. So, um, you know, that, that was really, really pleasing. Um, but, um, great stuff. And, um, we, we've already booked for next year. It costs, um, just booking the accommodation and, uh, event for, for four of us costs us 350 quid to book for next year. So, 90 pretty... quid a per, 90 quid a person for a yeah. for a weekend away can't complain at that no so you kicked off your first festival of the year so you had most of us yeah i know i know i don't know how many i'll do this year i don't probably not going to do that many this summer i don't think but um you know um it's early doors yet really for that isn't it i think it's yeah. it's how it's how the summer pans out i think it's a nice time because you can think of all the festivals that you you've been to over the years and what you've enjoyed and you can it sort of stirs up the memories and yeah. there's still the hope that they will all go ahead and everything will be fine before we get into the realities. Are we going to go or not? How do we get there? How comfortable will we feel? What bands are playing and hoping they all turn up. But at the moment, I think it's really, really good to anticipate. Yeah, you? yeah. You've got you've got to be quite flexible, really, because you can't. I heard one or two people were disappointed when the bands like one of them was life dropped out as like, you know, and. Um, there was a few bands that had to drop out because of COVID, but you've got to be prepared for that. You know, I know people are disappointed, but everyone, they just like got excited when the replacement acts were on. So you you can't, you've just got to go with flow really. It is, you know, as much as people you want to see are there, um, odds are the bigger the band, the more, the, with more people in, the more likely one of them's going to drop out. So, um, you know, it was it was good, well organised, um, and uh, really, really appreciated the effort they put in. And um, you know, they must have put a lot of work into researching the acts that they were putting on because there's lots of difference. That, you know, there's quite a few um, electronic type bands and that there as well, and some interesting stuff that you know, some of it 
you know, some of it you were like, oh, I'm not sure if I like buy that on record, but it's all right. It's interesting life and other stuff you go, Oh yeah, I'm going to sort of follow that band and get quite into them. So. Yeah. That's the good thing about a festival, isn't it? You, you're, mm. you're already there. So you see what you like and you can dip into some experimental stuff and give it a listen. Uh, and that's, it's a good way to discover music. You know, you've got the program, you know, who's on where it's always good to sort of try something new. Yeah. Um, so. I'm going to play a track now, uh, and I'm, I'll talk about this act. Uh, there, there was a, one of the acts that we were quite excited about seeing. Besides, Grandma's House played second. This act played first, and then he also dropped in later on when someone dropped out on the Sunday, and they're called October Drift. And uh, we we really we we wanted to watch them, and when we watched them live, they were at they were really cracking live band loads of energy just big chords big sound and um and great fun and then i was talking to someone about them and they went oh yeah by the way they're from taunton i was like what <laughs> so like as much as i meant to know about local music they've totally gone under the radar and i had a chat with them and they're they're good friends with um a band called china bears which we both know uh so um yeah, I mean it was it was uh, great to uh, it was great to chat to him. And it, uh, yeah, discovered a new local band there, not not a new just normal band. So uh, you know, so they'll be coming to Glastonbury maybe. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I've I've had a chat with them. Might get them down soon for something or other. Find out. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to play this track by them now. Uh, this is Airborne Panic Attack. It's their latest single, and it's out now. Speech is getting slurry Bridge is breaking Heart is always aching Surprise, your birthday Wake up in an ashtray Rise and shine And coffee God, you need a hobby Join the gym Go running Start African drumming Baking bread Or swimming Pictures of you singing At your last friend's wedding These wings are right for spreading Warming up forever Have you seen the weather Warming up forever Have you seen the weather Warming up forever Have you seen the weather coming But what about us now What are these thorns Going out back It's death from above now
So all audios there, uh, that was okay by uh, Better Than Ever. They're playing glass recording before that uh, October Drift. Um, yeah, so uh, all's good, all's good. Um, we, well, we're going away. And um, the other day, uh, booked some tickets to the theatre. Uh, we don't normally go because like, it's quite an expensive thing, isn't it, the theatre uh, in, your, in your head? Um, but um, what we discovered... Uh, what it was, I saw one of these Facebook ads pop up, and um, Mark Rylands, who's like a you know, um, Tony winning actor, and he's well known in a lot of films and that now, uh, really good at He's one of Karen's favorite actors, and he's in a play at the old Vic in uh, so, sort of like starting middle of January through to. And February, and I thought, oh, there's there's absolutely no way we'll be able to afford to go to that. And um, I went online and had a look at the ticket prices, and the old Vic is really, really, really screwed on um, to get more people into the venue. So what they do, they've got like um, three different types of ticket for the same seat. So they've got. Uh, so we booked on on the balcony because there, there wasn't that necessarily not many, but um, on on the dress circle, second dress circle, and um, it only cost us uh, nineteen pounds for the ticket to watch it, which which is I thought was quite was a lot cheaper than you pay to go to most gigs really, and um, and they but they had three different ticket types, so that for that same seat. You could have paid £29 for it, which they do a pay-it-forward ticket, and they do that on all the tickets. So you pay a bit extra, and then they have a third-tier ticket to help people who can't afford to go to the – well, who, who even, like, can't afford that, that moderate range um, to help them pound. So that you pay, like, £10 to go to the theatre and, and you know, to see, you know, really good stuff and. You know, you know, the old Vic with a tie in they've got with the acting schools and stuff like that. Um, it's it's so you know, I, I was really, really surprised at um, how affordable it actually was. So, I remember when I was a student living in London, they used to have the sort of theatre sort of sell off of tickets when it was when uh, they had leftovers of people not turning up. And uh, for students, invariably, it's pretty good to get to theatres. But then when you sort of hit in the workplace, yeah. I still have this impression that they're expensive. And and I, and I think it's all about, do you really want to go to a play that you've seen or you, you like the actor? Because that's the great thing about the London theatre and Bristol and Bath, yeah. that uh, you've got a really good chance of seeing some one of your favourite actors actually play, play or perform near, near, near you. And it's got to be worth it because you're really up close. You are watching like a live film, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You've got people in front of you, not in CGI or whatever uh, anim animations or plasticine from uh, uh, from um, Ardman. You've actually got the actor close up. And I think that's got to be worth it. But I, I must admit, if there was a, a theatre performance, let's say 40 quid, I wouldn't probably oh, be able no, to afford no, it no, and I wouldn't no, go. So when you sure. see these prices, you kind yeah. of think, yeah, okay. Uh, so, yes, I'm pleasantly surprised what but, you but said I, there. I was going to say, with our, the old fit, they're really screwed on. I mean, we, because of that, I thought, oh, I'll have a look what's on next. And I had a look at the next one and the open night of the play, uh, you can book seats down in the stalls for like 
10 pound right at the front i was like well 10 it's 12 pound to go to the cinema in yeovil you know that's, i know it's one of the most expensive cinemas and you go you can go and watch you know a proper performance with decent actors at a theater for for 10 pounds you know i'm thinking it it just doesn't comprehend it doesn't add up and I think in terms of memory, you might remember seeing movies that you're really, really into. One of yeah. my, I, I don't go to theatre often, but I took my my two then kids that are grown up now to Bath, the Royal, the Royal Theatre in Bath, to see Fences, um, set during sort of southern uh, US, and it had Lenny Henry playing the lead part. Oh yeah! And, it, and then they made Fences from a theatrical play into a movie, although he wasn't in that. Uh, and it's probably one of the most powerful performances of anything that I've seen, whether it be film or drama. Absolutely incredible. It left a lasting impression on my two offsprings. So, yeah, definitely recommend theatre and your supporting actors and helping actors to get in work as well. So um, really, yeah, for sure. really, it's a kind of, uh, I, I think you've probably planted a seed in me that it's about time I searched out something. Yeah, well, have a, have a look at, you know, what you can get for quite good, Good, go, go to something that's good value you know mm, it's mm. you know it's i mean i was really really surprised when i saw that and because like in my head it's always quite elitist um but it, it seems that they're making uh quite an effort there to try and break down and and try and offer tickets to people who can't afford them as well through you know people who can afford tickets to fund some of the tickets to help people who can't afford them so i think i think that's a really classy um idea uh because i think that's the trouble isn't it is what you said it is and that's how i feel now it's the perception isn't it and uh, yeah okay i'm gonna go and have a look and see what's going on let's see what's going on all right um i've got a new track now this is by lessons uh a band from bristol and uh it's featuring em- emily rose uh, a tracks called Foundations.
pull this thing out? Should I describe it to you? See, I have to explain that she needs a little care. So if I tell you about the brickwork, it's crumble and shy from the touch, then hear the apologies to her blood rust stone for building on such uneven grounding. The niching she sinks and sighs, foundations pinned to the spaces in the earth where someone surely was before, but never stayed. I should tell you now how she wraps her shallow frame in a throw of ivy glue, each tendril clinging to the undersides of grazes and the backs of knees, to the glint of a tooth and a stitch of budding mouths. Let's call her a wild silence. Let's call this thing a house. So if I tell you about the hole in the ground floor window, then see her button nose wearing away at the glass as it presses towards the moon. She's carved herself skylights to see the constellations breathe in and out of her in a pulse, molding into splits and creases to manipulate her own shadow. I've seen stars streak her drainpipe thighs when the world has shut its eyes. The earth has looked away just long enough to siphon off the sun, though I should say, how her emptiness crops the rain in feathers and down. Let's call her a matted sadness, her life blows from the danger. And if I tell you again, let's call this thing a house, then paint the door canary yellow and throw it open. Build me a corridor of birds to drown me. Make a room for the butterflies, let's call this a wild undoing. Oh love, run those fingers across her stretch marks and sigh. And we'll call this thing a home. Okay, uh, that was lessons and uh, foundations, um, and like you see, you, you you're probably hearing uh, a lot of new tracks because we've got quite a few new releases on the show uh, this week. And um, I love January and February, uh, which is underlined by the festival we went to the week, week weekend because there's always loads and loads of new releases. People seem to grow out, and they've saved up promoting new artists that come out each you know every year so always in january and february there's there's something to lash on to yeah and also i think it's because uh i i i always get daunted by christmas uh, music with releases and i think a lot of musicians don't want to get caught up in the kind of carnival of uh, getting into either into the charts or releasing a, a Christmas record. And that's fair enough if you're into that. There's lots of really good, worthy uh, Christmas singles brought out for charity. And there's been amazing charity groups in, in our area that are really good songwriters. I think of the portraits come to mind. 
yeah. they do an amazing job in in in, um, in in really bringing up community records to help people and to highlight people that have been affected by things like COVID, for example. But the great thing about January and February is you then move on, don't you? So start yeah. something fresh for the year, something to look forward to. And come, we're all a bit done in, aren't we, after Christmas a little bit. So it's really, it kind of gives music the spotlight and new music the spotlight. So, yeah, I agree. I think January and February is, you don't get the the the, the quantity of new releases, but you do get quality and they are oh you, there's there's always quite a lot comes out in january and february if you have a look at uh go on to like wikipedia and look at all the releases that are coming out in january and february it's all always really really good and i got like quite a few i mean two of the ones i really early last year were um uh the arlo parks album which was absolutely which Amazing. you know she's gone like another thing and the shame album which i a band i liked anyway but you know they've changed gone to another level now because of that but there, there was lots of stuff coming out at the start of last year and i think we'll find even more is going to come out I, I know quite a few acts that are releasing albums over the next couple of months so it's going to be quite exciting I think also there's a sort of a pent up demand. Uh, loads of musicians have been, you know, sort of laying stuff down and some have got it released. But there was loads of recordings made just maybe just at the beginning of the original lockdown, which yeah. meant a lot of music couldn't be finished. So I think this is pent up, like we've got to get this out. And uh, it's now relatively easy to get your music out and to get records and um, whatever it is, wherever you're recording, actually finished and completed if you've got guest musicians on your album. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that compares in a few years' time when we hope there's no such thing as COVID and how releases compare. But at the moment, I think it's a really healthy time for music. Well, yeah, I think it's always been like that. I, but I think as well, because, I mean, people are trying to probably pull back on their spending a bit on the early part of the year. I'm mean, a treat, buy yourself a CD for a tenner. is like, you know, you might buy like, two or three over the sort of January, February period. So it's always a good time because people are looking to do something. And they're probably listening to music more and not going out as much. So, you know, they, it's a, it's a good time for people to get into new music as well, you know, and, and as well, I think with being able to listen to stuff on streaming and that before you buy it, when it comes out, you can have a good listen to it and think, Oh, I like that. I'll, um, I'll, I'll go and buy the I'll go and buy the CD or a lot of people buy vinyl now so you know 20 quid for a vinyl and they might buy two or three vinyls over the month over the sort of like five six week period you know but mm. you know it's it's that sort of medium spending isn't it where you don't want to spend too much but people want to treat yourself or they might buy I, I don't know if if the same happens in with books, I've got no idea because I'm not a big reader as such. Well, it must, uh, you know, again, you've kind of prompted me thinking, yeah, it'd be a good time to go down to a record shop because it's the time of sales, isn't it, after yeah. December? Because it's generally regarded as a quiet time where people maybe not have so much uh, as money as before. But that's the time where I used to do all my, uh, I used to go into record shops in the, in the January and sort of just, uh, buy up some of my highlight albums of of the previous years so i think i might do that there's uh, i think our nearest record shops in yeovil and uh, might drop down to to have a look next week yeah do that anyway right i'm going to play a track now this is by uh 
Dreamwave. Um, Alex Andrews is in the band. Uh, uh, and uh, this is a track of theirs called Doomsday.
Bathed in sound and naked in the dark All this bag of bone Feels carved in stone And you long for a clean skin world too long Pissed in your own swimming pool too long Some days you ride dark horses Some nights you howl at the moon A hall full of case files in boxes But you never sue for a
Okay, uh, and that was uh, Clean Skin by Duncan Beatty, and before that was uh, Dreamwave. And, um, yeah, so um, have, have you got much on this weekend? Uh, I don't think I have at the moment, and I'm actually quite pleased to not have any plans. Having uh, I've had my kids kids around, so it's been really, really good. And I just think I'm eating too much for, you know, little body and it doesn't take a lot before he, he's eaten too much. So no plans. I am sort of keen to get out to a gig. I feel I really miss concerts. So uh, next week's episode three of series two, it'll either be uh, a, a tick or a cross or a naught or a cross. Uh, yeah. There's not that much gigs on around the local, you know, in and, around uh unless you go a bit further afield but not around glastonbury uh, over the next few weeks i think king arthur's doing a bit of a refit as well so that puts them out until the start of feb but like february's looking uh locally looking very good at the moment so um uh, uh you know that that's something to do but we're i, I sound like a right jet setter but th this is because of uh gig cancellations uh, so we're off up to we're we're at home saturday and then we're off up to london sunday and monday uh and idols are playing on the monday so this is one of those gigs that we had tickets for that were rearranged uh from last year so we're going to see one of our friends up in london on the, on the sunday i've used all my uh, club car vouchers to book a hotel up there so i've uh, done that on the cheap and um and then we, we're going to go and watch i got uh, a black friday play so we're going to watch the goes wrong show play uh which is like a really funny it, it, it's like on on the tv now uh and it's just play where stuff goes wrong basically if you've never seen it before it's one of the funniest things on tv i love it because it's old sort of slapstick uh so uh, that's really good and then we're going to see idols on the monday um, where are they playing uh brixton academy oh that's a good great venue yeah yeah and it, it's it's always been my dream for them to play brixton academy be honest when they when they um were going to play when they played alexandra palace I was chuffed they were playing somewhere so big, but I, in the back of my head, I was wishing they were playing Brixton Academy because I just think, ah, oh, it'd be so good to see them. I've always wanted them to play there and thought it'd be great to see them. So, you know, fingers crossed, everything. But all, all the, you know, the it's definitely on from the basis of, you know, they're putting everything on there. Um, the, the management said, yeah, we're not going to cancel, uh, you know, unless anything happens to any of the band members. Uh, so like, you know, it looks like full on for this uh, next, next week anyway. So uh, yeah, so really, let, really excited about it. Let me just throw a question at you. You've got to Go give a, a, give the first, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you for a number. Yeah. And that number has got to be the first uh, impression that you think of that is as accurate as possible to the question. You ready? Go on then. Three, two, one bing how many times you've seen idols how many oh god about let's say about 25 something like that there you go maybe more I don't is there it's... anyone out there that's seen idols oh, there's more, than more you? i know loads of people have seen them more than me but you know that's, that's fair enough it, I, you know they 
They used to be a lot more affordable back, but the ticket's a bit more expensive now. So I'm not going to see them as much in future. But there's lots of up-and-coming bands that we really you know, love as well uh, and we want to go and see. So, um, you yeah, know, like we say, that 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 uh, uh, going back, this is um, my recommendation for you. Uh, the band that came in last minute and I was so excited um, that they were playing uh, Rockaway Beach was Crows and their album I want you to listen to is called Silver Tongues. Uh, it's a really, really good. Uh, they, they were absolutely blinding live and um, a really good act. And we, I was thinking, yeah, we didn't see them that long ago. You know, we said, uh, and it was back in 2019 at dot to dot at Bristol and all this, like, this is how COVID's made time just disappear because, that link between last time I saw a gig and then the big empty gap when you didn't see a gig um, and probably had a few garden parties and stuff like that in between. But, um, but you know, the, the links between when you last saw a gig and when you, that just wipes out. It's like, yeah, it wasn't that long ago I saw the gig. And then you go, oh, well, it's actually nearly three years ago we saw them. So before we continue, just to rewind yeah. a moment here, you listen to the Glastonbury Calling Podcast with Ian Liversidge. And last week I challenged Ian to uh, offer uh, an album for me to listen to, to review on next week's podcast. So I've written it down. It's called Silver Tongues is the album and the band is called Crows. Have I yeah. got that right? That is that- right. I was going around the wrong way. So it's now my turn. So it was a reciprocal challenge. Yeah. And I'm going for an album that you probably have heard, but I just was interested in hearing your review of it. And it's B&W, Black and White by the Dakar Audio Club, uh, which is a group that we had at Best Recording. Was it two years ago, three years ago now? Yeah. Um, And at the Red Brick Building. So that's the album challenge for you. We'll come back next week. We'll choose our favourite track, and uh, I, in, in the next few days, will be begging Ian to see if you'll play that on next week's podcast. Oh, yeah. We'll play some Dak Rodeo Club anyway off that album for sure. Yeah. Got to. Got to. But, um, yeah. So uh, we better wind the show up. I think, yeah. It's I'm been all right, guessing. isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. like a lot of new music. What else? We were talking about theatre. Yeah, we and, then, and, then, the, and then we were talking about you sort of going everywhere to a gig. Apparently, there's a gig on St. Petersburg. Idols are playing there, uh, so don't don't stand still. Get you know, get get yourself over there. Oh, I, I'd be so tempted if I if I tell you what if I if I was rich, I would probably be all over the world watching gigs. Yeah, really. You know. I can imagine this glass, you know, a bit like Iron Maiden, this Glaston recalling 747 on the front with a picture of, of, of you on the front of it, with all the bands that have played the Glaston recalling <laughs> painted onto the aircraft livery. Well, now that's I, an image. Yeah, I, th- I think originally back in the, when, when Idols started going, they played this, um, there's this big event they have. I think it's in Iceland or Sweden. No, it's in Sweden, I think. And uh, it's always in January. And, and there's loads of uh, bookers that go to book European festivals over there. And it's like a, a, a big event. Uh, so be, all these acts play and idols played it. And that was uh, before they released brutalism and they got picked up for loads of festivals. So that's where they, you know, they got their momentum uh, because 
they released the album, had a tour, and they the crowds grew through the tour. And then as soon as they finished the tour, they started playing all these festival dates and that as well. So, yeah, I mean, um, that would be a good festival to go to, to see uh, loads of up-and-coming acts trying to get on festival bills and things like that, I would think. Okay, we're going to finish up the show. Thanks a lot, Jem. Cheers. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week. This is Idols and Queens. <laughs>